God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring and we equip for that outpouring so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. How is your heart? Is your heart fully made whole? Is your heart fully restored? Our Father wants to help you get all the pieces put back together by the power of His Holy Spirit. We're so happy that you're with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Philip and I are really moved by the the Word of God about the transformation of our hearts and the flow of the Holy Spirit. I spoke about some of these things and went into more depth on our Friday Night Live worship that you can find on our Global Outpouring Facebook page and YouTube channel on April 29th, 2022. But before we get started, we want to invite you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and be sure to subscribe to our email list so that you can be notified of things that we're doing and so that you can receive our prayer letter that we put out twice a month and you can read the things that the Lord has put on our hearts to write and and uh, how to pray for Israel, things like that. And also you can see what events are coming up on our calendar. We've got some amazing things that God is going to do here at our headquarters. And so be sure to check on those things at globaloutpouring.net. And we'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to send us an email, our email address is feedback at globaloutpouring.org. As I was in prayer the other day, I heard the Holy Spirit give me a phrase from Psalm 86. What I heard was, teach me your way, O Lord. Unite my heart to fear your name. And I, I needed to get up and, and go look it up to find out where it was. And, and I began to uh, just really study on this, on this scripture. And I, I love how it reads in the Amplified Classic. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk and live in your truth. Direct and unite my heart solely, reverently to fear and honor your name. I will confess and praise you, O Lord my God, with my whole united heart, and I will glorify your name forevermore. That's uh, Psalm 86, verses 11 and 12. And I I began by looking up the words, uh, some of the words in that scripture, and the word that's for teach is really amazing to me. It gave me all kinds of pictures. And, you know, if your heart needs to be renewed, like all of our hearts, I think. <laughs> uh, I don't know of anyone that has a completely whole heart yet. Um, we, we talk about being wholehearted about things, but, but there are places where we've had traumas and we've had injuries and, and maybe we got into some kind of a sin that has caused a shattering of, of our emotions, a shattering of places in our hearts, or, or maybe we've just closed ourselves away on some subject and, and mm-hmm. closed doors and, and, uh, and we're keeping God out of those places. Yeah. Paul says, uh, the inward man is renewed day by day. Exactly. So it's a, it's a daily, daily walk. Right. You just don't get uh, transformed once and it's all over with. You have to. That's true. You have to stay in that. Yeah. 
So depending on how much of the presence of God there is when we have our come to Jesus moment, when we actually when we actually surrender to him, some people have a such a total life transformation at the time yeah. that uh-huh. that they immediately walk with God. Those that have uh, walked the worst paths make some of the the most amazing conversions. Exactly. You know, and been into drugs and addicted and all these things. And, yeah, and they have a total deliverance. And when they're totally free, wow. Yes. And then there, are, then there are those that they might have come to the Lord because of a, a reasoning. Well, I'm a sinner, so I guess I need to get saved. I don't want to go to hell, so I guess I better say the, the, say the sinner's prayer. And the depth of their conversion, maybe it's deep and maybe it's not. And, but the point is that as we disciple, as we become disciples— Mm-hmm. we let the Holy Spirit flow through us and deal with us. You know, I'm, I'm reminded of when our daughter was quite young and we were mentored by uh, Don and Catherine James, who also had children, but they were a bit older. And so they had more experience. And, and they said, choose your battles. <laughs> Don't try to work on everything all at once. You know, find one character issue and deal with that one character issue. Let's get this one under control before we start the next one. And I think that's how the Holy Spirit does with us lots mm-hmm. of times in discipling us into the things of God and this idea of uniting our hearts and restoring our hearts. So this the word for teach here in Psalm 86, it means to throw or to cast. It can mean to shoot to point out, like to point out with your finger, to show something, to direct, to teach, to instruct. And I love this one, to throw water. In other words, rain. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Rain is the same word as teach. So we're asking God to teach us his ways. Now he says in Isaiah, Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9, and even 10. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not thither, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Isn't that beautiful? It is beautiful, yes. You know, his, his word comes to us by way of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit inspired his word, inspired the writers of his word. So when we read the word, mm-hmm. We can ask him to help us to get the meaning. His ways are higher than our ways. So as we spend time every single day, you know, sometimes you absolutely can't. So we don't want to be, it's not that we want to be religious in a, in a negative sort of way, but we want to build godly habits, mm-hmm. habits that will help us grow. And when we read the Bible every day, asking the Holy Spirit to flow through through our reading, and like you and I, when we when we have our devotions, we listen to it while we're reading it. So it yeah. goes in our ear gates as well as our eye gates. And then when you when you say it, 
it's coming out your mouth and you and you're you know you you put it in your eyes it comes out your mouth it comes into your ears through your own mouth it just reinforces it gets into your spirit gets yeah. into your spirit yeah. your spirit man the whole idea here is for our spirit man to become the strong part of us we are a spirit we have a soul and we live in a body mm-hmm. and all of the soulish part of us needs to bow to the Holy Spirit in order for our spirit man to rise up and be all that God intended us to be. And that will affect our bodies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this idea of teaching, teach me your way, O Lord. Uh, I'm reminded of a, a dear, dear friend of ours that has gone on to be with the Lord now, but she was a teacher of teachers. Her name was June Lewis. And um, we have some of her material out there on our YouTube channel. I want to get more of it out there because she was just so gifted as a teacher. Yeah. And you could just about mention something and she'd tell you right where it's at in the Bible. She had such a command of the word. Yeah, because she spent time. Yeah. Uh-huh. She spent time. She would spend hours every day pouring over the scriptures and comparing scripture with scripture so that she could rightly divide the word of truth. Mm-hmm. And when she would teach, it was I always felt like she was full of treasure. And with every time she would breathe and, and speak what was in, in that breath, it was like she was throwing a handful of jewels out for us to grab. And I always was frustrated because I couldn't write fast yeah, enough when I was taking notes. Yeah. And when we, when we would travel in the nations with her, I remember being excited about, okay, now she's got an interpreter. So while the interpreter is interpreting, I can write. But it still, it still wasn't, wasn't enough, enough time. time. <laughs> so she was casting treasures. She was yeah. casting gems for us. And sometimes when the Holy Spirit is is dealing with us about something, it's like it's like shooting an arrow into your heart. Yeah. You know. You can tell when it hits you. Yeah. It's like, like whoa. Okay. And, and and something makes an impact. So so to teach is like to shoot. And sometimes the Holy Spirit is like you know, imagine the finger of God pointing at you. <laughs> Remember those old posters from years gone by, uh, um, Uncle Sam? I want you for the U.S. Army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's, his finger's pointing at you, you know? Yeah. Well, God, sometimes the finger of God is there pointing at us. And, and I, I'm reminded, too, of in a Jewish synagogue, when you go to read from the Torah scroll, they have a little a little pointer instrument that it's like a stick with with a tiny little hand with a finger with pointing. A finger, yeah. And and they use that to keep under the line so they don't lose their place instead of touching it because you you know you're not supposed to use your own finger. You don't the the scroll is so holy you don't want to touch it. Yeah. Wow. And you know it it's pointing to something. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the finger of God comes at you and says, oh. mm, "Let's deal with this." And sometimes he's directing us, and he's teaching us, and he's instructing us. Um, it, the strongest definition of this word, it, the, the word is yara, it can also mean to flow as water. So to flow or to cast water like the rain. I'm thinking about Hosea chapter 6 and verse 3. It says, Then shall we know, if we follow on to know the Lord, His going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain unto the earth. Now, the Young's literal translation of that is, and we know, we pursue to know Jehovah. 
as the dawn prepared is his going forth, and he cometh in as a shower to us, as gathered rain sprinkling earth. Isn't that a beautiful yeah, picture? it's beautiful. I yeah. love that. And then the Amplified says, so let us know and become personally acquainted with him. This is all about knowing him. Don't you just want to mm-hmm. know our Father? Yeah, same thing. Don't you want him to make mm-hmm. himself so real to you that mm-hmm. that every everything that was ever done to you by a father figure that shouldn't have been done, you know, none of us have a perfect father. And some of us have better fathers and some of us have worse fathers. Some of us have no fathers. But our heavenly father is our father and he wants us to know him. So it goes on to say, let us press in to know and fully uh, and understand fully the greatness of the Lord, to honor, heed, and deeply cherish him. He wants to be deeply cherished. He wants us to love him. Jesus said that the first and greatest commandment was that we would love the Lord our God with all our hearts, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. His appearing, I love this, his appearing is prepared and is as certain as the dawn. In other words, we know that he's going to appear in mm-hmm. when he comes back for us and when he comes to rule and reign in the earth. But he appears to us as often as we seek him in some way or another. Some yeah. people see him all the time and some people don't. Some people get a glimpse of him. Some people, we just, we just uh, use our imagination. Our imagination is the bridge to the spirit realm. But his appearing is prepared and is as certain as the dawn. Don't let the devil tell you, oh, he might do that for other people, but he won't do it for you. <laughs> He'll never do that for me. You know, we, we, we think we put, it, we put it into our own heads, you know, oh, no, yeah. he'll never do that for me. But yes, he will. It's as certain as the dawn. Have you noticed every single day we have a dawn? Sometimes yeah. <laughs> it's cloudy and you don't see the, the, the gorgeous clouds and everything. But his coming, his appearing is as certain as the dawn. And he will come to us in salvation like the heavy rain, like the spring rain watering the earth. The pulpit commentary, I just want to finish this verse. Let us therefore know, hunt after the knowledge of Jehovah. His going forth is fixed as the morning dawn, and he shall come to us as the plentiful rain, as the latter rain which waters or watering the earth. It's certain. Yeah. If you pursue him, he will be found of you. Mm-hmm. And he will heal your heart. He'll transform your heart. He'll unite your heart. He'll put it back together. Beautiful. Amen. I was just reading the other morning my own personal devotions. It was in the in the book of John, verse twenty, and this this is when uh, after Jesus has risen from the dead, it's resurrection morning, you know, and Mary is out there, you know, comes down to the garden, you know, nobody's there, and she comes up to him in verse fifteen. Jesus saith unto her, "Woman, why why are you weeping?" And she thought he was the gardener, and says, "Where have you put him?" And then Jesus says, says to her, Mary, mm-hmm. or how would you say it? Mary. Wow, that, I like that's much better. <laughs> <laughs> and instantly she turned and said unto him, Rabboni, which is, this is, I'm my reading teacher. the King James, my teacher. Yeah. And Jesus says to her, touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, 
I ascend unto my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. And that just really hit me. I just had to sit and ponder, you know, just like we go to church and all that, we, we hear Jesus, you know, we get saved, we give our heart to Jesus, but how much time do we speak with the Father? Mm-hmm. Because we're one, we're one with the Father. I mean, the Trinity, Father, Son, Spirit, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're spirit, soul, body, you know, so our spirit is communicating. But, and then Jesus says, says in the Lord's Prayer, when they ask the disciples, how should we pray? Our Father, which art in heaven, mm-hmm. hallowed be your name. It's like our Father. And how much time do we talk to Abba Father? Yeah. And that's Hebrew, Abba, mm-hmm. you know, Abba Father. And it just kind of hit me for a while. You know, I just sat there and thought, oh, wow. You know, and then I, I thought, okay, I'm going go to the, go to chapter 17 in John. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's, that to me, that's one of the most powerful chapters of the, of the New Testament is John 17. Yes. Where Jesus is having this conversation you know, with, with the Father and saying how we are one and they are one with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, it's just so you can just read that and read that and you can just get more and more out of that. You know, it's just very powerful. But Have you tried reading it in the No, passion? I haven't tried it in the Passion. Have a look. Okay, let's see. In verse 3, it says, Eternal life means to know and experience you as the only true God, mm-hmm. to, you know, to experience him, and to know and experience Jesus Christ as the Son whom you have sent. So, you know, it says in here, you know, to experience God, to know God, mm-hmm. that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. Right. You know, that's for Jesus, but we need to, but the Father, they're one, you know, and we are one with them. So if we can grab that context that all these things are available to us, and, and in verse 21 in the King James, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, mm-hmm. that the world may believe that thou hast sent me, and the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Can you imagine that? Wow. That the Father loves us the same way he loves Jesus? You can't think of that with a natural mind because it doesn't work. Right. You have to catch it in your spirit. That's true. You know. But, but all of these people that have had such bad experiences with their dads, and, you know, I, I think you and I both have had our moments where we got a little bit scarred. <laughs> <laughs> Some people have been more scarred. Our Father wants to unite our heart in Him. He wants to draw us, all the, all the pieces together. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a scripture with the, the idea of uniting our hearts Isaiah 40, 31 says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The word to wait is kava. And it means to bind together by twisting, um, like making a rope. It means to, it literally means to wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also means to gather. And the first place that it's used, there's a there's a, a law of first mention 
that when you're studying the scriptures, the very first place that that word is used helps us to understand the meaning of of what that word means throughout the scripture. The first place that it's used is Genesis 1-9, and God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together. The word mm. gather is the same, kava. Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place and let the dry land appear, and it was so. So when we wait on the Lord, when we take time to just be still in his presence and just mm-hmm. look at him, just gaze into his glory. Just just start imagining what it's like to stand in front of our heavenly father or to let him gather you into his arms. He wants to gather all of those places that have been shattered and scattered in your heart and unite them together, to collect them together, to, to, to make you whole so that you can praise him with a whole heart, so that you can love him with a whole heart, so that you can let his character be showing through you. And, yes. and mm-hmm. that, gives, that gives him glory. You know, one of the reasons why there's an anti-Christian attitude in our society is because there have been people in the lives of the folks that have gotten upset about it that, that have said that they're Christians, but they're not behaving like Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're being mean and they're being contrary and they're being harsh and they're and, and that's not the character of Jesus. You know, the the fruit of the Holy Spirit is spelled out in, in Galatians. Uh, you know, it's it's love and it's joy and it's peace and and it overcomes the works of the flesh. You know, those those things like hatred and variance and wrath and you know sexual immorality and all of those things. When you let the Holy Spirit flow through your life and change you and and put his finger on things, uh, he'll he'll make such a difference in your life so that you so that your life will bring glory to God. And it gets more and more glorious. The more we spend time with him, the more glorious his appearing is in us. And it's just as sure as the dawn. Yes. Amen. Every single day the the sun comes up. <laughs> I mean, there may be moments when you have a uh, an eclipse, and it gets dark for a little while. But but the sun comes up every day, and it goes down every night, and there it is again in the morning. It's sure. It you can depend on it. You know that is how sure our God is in His desire to work in our lives if we'll just let Him. Uh, I'm remembering Shirley Smith and how she told us the. Um, the experience that she had when she was when she was fighting cancer and we we had her on a podcast and i will put the link to it in the in the show notes that you can you can find assuming that you're on a platform that shows those things uh, if you're not then you can go to the cpnshows.com and and see the notes there but she had this experience where she was really fighting for her life and mm-hmm. and didn't didn't know she didn't even know the doctor told her years later, actually, after she got healed, that that when he did an exploratory surgery, that there was cancer on every single organ in her body. Wow. Yeah. Everything he could see from, from that exploratory. That would be like a death sentence. Oh, it absolutely was. Yeah. And he uh-huh. told her that she had ovarian cancer, but it was all through her. Mm-hmm. And what the Lord said to her was... When I was getting ready to go to the cross, I told my disciples in John 14, 30, uh, the prince of this world comes and has nothing in me. 
Mm-hmm. In other words, the prince of this world had nothing to accuse him with except that he was going to take on all of the sin of the world, which would allow all of the punishment of the wrath of God. But what he said to what he said to Shirley was that the prince of the world came to me and found nothing in me. But when he came to you, he found something. Mm-hmm. And that's wow. why he had a place to attack. So he he showed her in, in this whole process of, of her healing and and she was taking communion every day and, and dealing with all of the all of the hurts and the pains and the unforgiveness and the all the deals in her life. <laughs> At one point, the Lord showed her, he said, I want to take you on a walk through your spiritual house. So he took her into room after room, and he, she's looking at all the beautiful furniture, and, and you know, here's these chairs that have this beautiful deep carving in them. And there was one chair that wasn't finished. One side of it was carved, and, and one side of it was not. And, and the, the tools for the carving were sitting in the chair. <laughs> and she said, well, what's this? How come isn't this finished? He said, those carvings are my deep dealings in your life. And you came to a point where you wouldn't let me deal with things. Mm. And that's why it got stopped. Oh, well, oh. That, that kind of said mm, yeah. in her. And, but then, then they went down a hallway and, and here's a door that's closed. And she said, well, what's in there? And he said, you wouldn't let me in there. <laughs> and she knew that this was something dealing with her son-in-law. She knew that there were things that were out of order in their relationship. And then they walked a little further down the hallway, and here's another door that's closed. She says, well, what's in there? He said, you wouldn't let me in there either. (laughs) And she said, oh, she knew that that was her mother-in-law. Yeah. Things were out of order there. And then he took her into this beautiful ballroom, and he showed her this glory. And he said, when you let me into all of those other places, I'm going to take you into a place of glory. And that's mm. what the Lord wants to do for us. He wants yeah. to unite our hearts yes, so that we will walk with him, that we'll fear his name, that we'll, that we'll walk in, in the appropriate ways of the Holy Spirit by flowing with him, by letting him reign on us. You know, in Israel, we've been there many times. And when you go down to the desert, to the Negev desert, it can be as dry as anything down there. Oh, yeah. But if it rains in Jerusalem which is a very high elevation compared to the desert, which is below sea level. It can rain in Jerusalem, and within an hour, there's a river in the desert. Yeah, it comes down and empties into the Dead Sea. Yeah. It's amazing. And and God wants you to know you might feel like you're in a desert place, Mm -hmm. but he's got to rain for you. Yeah. And and he'll even let it rain right on you. (laughs) But even if it rains far away, the water can get to you by flowing. And when, yeah. you, when you let the Holy Spirit flow into your life by spending time in his presence, he will bring that change that will take you from glory to glory. Yes, amen. Now, to close, I just want to read something that the Holy Spirit gave me this morning in my private devotions. I was just waiting on the Lord, and I heard, I began to see and hear this, um, this picture. And here's, here's what the Lord said. When you were a child— and you liked someone, you would take a flower, perhaps a daisy, and pluck one petal at a time saying, he loves me, he loves me not, he loves me, he loves me not. You hoped that by the last petal, your words would be, he loves me, 
<laughs> but when it comes to my love for you, all the petals declare he loves, he loves me. me. Oh, that's beautiful. You don't even have to pluck them out. The whole flower declares my love for you. Now, Philip, I didn't tell you what this said, but the Lord spoke of you. Think of your delight when your husband brings you flowers. You don't even have to wish that he would. He responds to my promptings and shows up with them on special occasions and even random unexpected moments. You respond with joy and a transaction happens in the unseen realm. That gives me joy as well. Oh, wow. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. I want you to know that I strategically plant flowers where you might think they are random to say that I love you. In Mm. fact, everything that I created is pulsating with my love. The clock is ticking rhythmically. I love you. I love you. I love you. The light bulb that is shining over you is radiating my love. The very fibers of the blanket that is keeping you comfortable are vibrating my love for you. The air that you are inhaling contains my life love to sustain your life on the earth so that you can know me and my love for you. I surround you with my goodness. The rain says, I love you. The wind says, I love you. The sunshine says, I love you. I pour out my extravagant love to you every morning and evening with a glorious display of splashing color as the sun makes its appearance and bows out for the night. My stars punctuate the darkness, calling out my love to you from the constellations. My moon presents the variety of my loving thoughts to you or for you by showing a different face every night, consistent in its cycle. Begin to look for these things and perceive my endless love for you. I want you to know my love. I want you to know me. You can trust me. Everything I have created declares that I am trustworthy. Our Father wants you to know that it's His Spirit flowing into you, flowing through you, flowing as rain, flowing with messages from the flowers, with messages from the sky, with messages from the birds singing, (laughs) with messages from the rain. All of these things are saying, I love you. And His love pouring into you causes your heart to be renewed, causes your heart to be transformed, causes your heart to be united and pulled back together in wholeness, in completeness. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 23 says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. That means to set you aside for his own purposes, completely, wholly. Not wholly, H-O-L-Y, but wholly, W-H-O-L-L-Y. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calls you, who also will do it. This word whole, where it says, I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless, is an amazing word. It's, it, the Greek word is olokleros. And I'm going to read to you from the lexical aids to the New Testament in the Hebrew Greek Key Study Bible. It's number 3648. Olokleros, from olos, meaning all, the whole, and kleros, meaning a part, share. So in other words, olokleros means whole, having all its parts, sound, perfect. That which retains all which was allotted to it at the first. 
wanting nothing for its completeness, bodily, mental, and moral entireness. It expresses the perfection of man before the fall. Don't you love that? Yeah. Complete restoration back to the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. The Olocleros is one who has preserved or who, having once lost, has now regained his completeness. In the Olocleros, no grace which ought to be in a Christian man is deficient. Mm-hmm. Everything that God gave us when he first wrote his book about us, before he even sent us to earth, everything whole and entire, complete, is available to us as we let the Holy Spirit work through us and in us. He's in the process of making us mature sons and daughters that will give him glory in the earth. So before you go to lay your head on your pillow tonight, be sure to spend some time with your father. See him as your father. Maybe your father wasn't so good. If you have that issue, go out to YouTube and look for Misty Edwards' song, Mm. I'm Not Like Your Father. I'm Not Like Your Father, yeah. It's beautiful. It's part of the words are, broken men break their children, who grow up to be broken men. Who break their children. Who break their children. Yeah. And that's what many of our fathers have done. Maybe they were broken as children. Our Heavenly Father wants to break the cycle. Yeah. So spend time with your Heavenly Father. Let's pray for you. Philip, would you pray? Pray a Father's blessing. Well, Father, we just we just lift up all those listening, Lord. Lord, those that were hurt by their fathers, and, and Lord, there's still pain when they think about it, and things that their dad did, maybe things that they how they got beat or something happened. But Father, we thank you that there is forgiveness, even as you, Abba Father, sent your son Jesus, Lord, to pay the price for the sins of the whole world. And that, Lord, and that you are the Father image in sending your son. And so, Father, I just bless each one of these, Lord, that are listening with the Father's blessing, that, Lord, that you would just pour your love out upon them, pour your spirit out upon them, Lord, the earthly love is only temporary, but your eternal love is eternal, O God. And Lord, we can tap into your eternal love. We'll be able to forgive anything that our fathers did to us. And that, Lord, that we can be good fathers to our children. Hallelujah. And good mothers. And good mothers. (laughs) Yes. So that we can be everything that we need to be in the earth. Yes. And we bless you, Father, for that. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.